Welcome to Bits of Wisdom with Annie and Kristin. I'm Annie Nackley, the transformation expert working with leaders and business owners to 10 times their results in all areas of their lives, moving from striving to a place of ease and flow. And I'm Kristen Wright. I am a women's empowerment coach, and I help women create a productive relationship with their inner voice. Okay, so just sit back and relax. You can rest your back against the chair and have your head and neck and back in a nice straight line. Rest your hands in your lap with your palms facing upwards if that's comfortable for you. And take off any glasses you may be wearing and make any adjustments that you need to to remain still and comfortable for the next couple of minutes. And we're going to just take a few moments here to begin to connect into our body. Noticing the meeting points between the body and the chair. Bringing awareness to the weight of the body. Just noticing what's going on in your body today. Scanning from head to toes. Noticing if you're feeling any tension or stress, uneasiness. And just actively on the out-breath, imagine that you are releasing and relaxing all of those areas. Take a deep breath in. And when you breathe in, imagine that you have a balloon in your belly that you need to blow up. So when you breathe in, your belly expands outwards rather than your shoulders lifting upwards. This is how we know we're having a nice, long, deep abdominal breath. Slow that breath down and breathe in for a count of four. And breathe out for a count of eight, mentally counting the rounds. Just allow all the experiences of the days to one side. As you give yourself permission to step into this new present moment. And if your mind wanders whilst doing this practice gently, without judgment or criticism, come back to the awareness of the body sensations and the breath. And whenever you're ready, begin to release the breath and breathe normally. And come back to opening your eyes. Thank you for leading us through that meditation. That was very nice. What a great way to start our conversation. (sighs) I hope so. (laughs) Yes, I'm very satisfactorily centered. 
And I want to say your voice is so good for those meditations. It feels so warm. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Yeah, I've had some, some people complimenting, so hopefully it does the job. I believe that it will. Well, good morning. And for our podcast today, we are going to be talking about how you and I met. Indeed, we are. And let's talk about why we're talking about that, okay? It's not just because, you know, but we're talking about with the broader topic in mind of being in a flow state. And we must have all heard of this at some point, um, being in flow or being in flow state, this magic place that uh, everything sort of just happens. Because when we both met, we seem to have been both in our flow states and talking about how we met just brings out those opportunities that are around us at all times. And when we are in that relaxed flow state, that's when beautiful uh, new relationships are formed, new partnerships are formed and new, new creative projects come, inspiration comes. And so that's the purpose of why we're going to be talking about um, how we met uh, in today's um, podcast. Yes. I remember it was a little while back, but at the time I was really working on allowing what's meant to be to come to me, right? So that's a a pretty popular meditation, but just saying I am ready, I am open and whatever is meant to be will come to me. And as I was doing that particular meditation, you contacted me out of the blue. <laughs> I did indeed, didn't I? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was because we were in a coaching group and you were looking for people to connect with in Houston. And I happened to be one of those people. And I remember as soon as I saw your name, that meditation came to mind. What's meant to be will come to you. And there you were. Awesome. And it's funny because I went with, you know, I spent some of my time in Houston and some of my time in London, as you know, Christian, I've got my my family are based in in Houston, uh, all my extended family and my mother and everything. So I regularly go there. And this time when I was going, there was, you know, I was moving into my new house that we've recently bought. And I thought to myself, I want to build community in this area of like minded people so that when I come here, I'm going to be able to continue with all the amazing things that I do when I'm in London, you know. So that was my intention when I came this last winter to Houston. And when we were both on that coaching seminar workshop, whatever it was, and I saw that you had your thing from Houston and I thought, okay, let me reach out and uh, see if uh, she'd like to connect and everything. We all know how huge a city Houston is. So, you know, uh, we were on luckily not two opposite sides of the city and we were able to um, meet up and as we started meeting up you know all of this kind of came to fruition and and you were the one that actually said to me I think that we're supposed to do something together. (laughs) I did say that to you and it was so interesting because oftentimes you know things things can happen in your mind and you have this um 
state of clarity and state of thinking. And in that moment, sometimes our best ideas come to us, right? Some, for me, oftentimes it's when I'm driving because my mind goes all of this different way, but also when I'm cleaning, particularly when I'm cleaning my kitchen, and I do not know why, but I put on the music and I let my brain go any direction it wants. And so I think of these great ideas. I oftentimes think of blog posts, but I was cleaning one day and I thought, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be great if Annie and I did a podcast? And at the time we were, you were still here, you weren't in in London. So I miss our walks. We would meet in at this beautiful, beautiful park and go on walks together. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there and see what she thinks. And we were walking in this beautiful park and I said, hey, what do you think about a podcast? Well, it's funny, you're laughing, Christian, but, you know, at the same time, you know, at the end of last year, I was doing a review of where I was in my personal and professional and business life and everything. And I was like, okay, the one thing that I would like to uh, have more of next year is partnerships, because when you have your own business, it can be quite a lonely thing. And I'm a very sociable person and an extrovert. I love working with people. That's one of the main things I miss about my old corporate job is that is that whole camaraderie and the team kind of spirit. So I thought to myself, well, how can I create that same feeling, but in my business. And I've already had uh, started partnering with another friend who's a coach on developing a course together. And then, you know, you came up at the same time and said, how about we do something? And I was like, awesome. That's exactly what I'm trying to manifest at the moment. So, you know, uh, this flow state of just being really comfortable and content with where you are in life, and knowing that whatever opportunities there are for you will open up. You don't need to, I love the quote by Roy T. Bennett, I always post on social media, which is, don't be pushed by the fears in your mind, be pulled by the dreams in your heart. And that makes so much sense in terms of being in flow state. Because when we're, when we're in that fear-based mindset or a scarcity mindset, or we're concerned and worried We can't get into a flow state because that fear is blocking us. So when we are in that very easy, breezy kind of space where we are, we're working, but we're not overworking. We have time for ourselves. It seems like your meditation or mindfulness time is when you're cleaning and listening to your music, for example. And it comes to all of us in different ways. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm an experienced passionate meditator. And I do these sort of session, you know, the grounding thing that I did with um, us in in many of my sessions through the day, you know, some constantly coming back to grounding. But yeah, it's just uh, amazing that when you do get into that flow state, how things just fall into your lap, how opportunities can just come your way. You don't need to make much effort and work to do the things. Um, Always continue working towards your actions, of course. You know, things are not going to get done if you're just doing nothing. But there's no need for the pressure that we put on ourselves. That's the thing that I have really learned in the last few years. Yeah. And we really do put a lot of pressure on ourselves and Oftentimes, I work with, well, I'm working actually with my daughter right now, she's 16, on intentionally looking for 
outcomes because we always find what we're looking for. This is why that meditation is so important because when you set your intention and you set your day, so for example, what's meant for me will come to me. That opens up opportunities. You start to see things a little differently. And when you are contacted, let's say somebody out of the blue contacts you and says, hey, I'm from Houston, let's consider meeting up. That becomes an opportunity. Whereas oftentimes, and I've been in those states of what I like to call catastrophista, right? Where what we're looking for is the worst outcome. And the thing is, you will find it. So my daughter is in high school and oftentimes she will say, oh my gosh, I don't want to go to school today. I'm not sure it's going to be great. Well, what are you looking for? Because what you're looking for, you will find. So it's important to set your day up and expect and know that the best things will come from today. Absolutely. And this ties into the whole beliefs question as well, doesn't it? If you're going to wake up and say, oh, I'm going to have a crappy day today, you will have a crappy day today. Whereas if you wake up and say, oh, I'm going to have a great day today, I'm going to make the most of my day today, then that's what you'll get, you know. So the intention is really important and being clear also because this is another issue that most people have is that they don't know what they want and they don't know you know they're so mired by fear or you know struggling to survive or other things that they don't allow themselves the space to really think about what is it that life that they're looking to lead how is it that they want to feel rather than just putting up with the status quo of you know running around like a headless chicken going to work you know firefighting the entire time coming home you know doing the kids routine you know uh, get them into bed glass of wine go to sleep back and back on it again the next day you know I mean that's that's the definition of the hamster wheel I think and obviously you know, when we're on that hamster wheel without that space and time to really think, we don't have the space to create. So we need downtime in order to be in a creative space as well. That is so true. You're exactly right. People, and and even for me personally, there are days when there's so much to do and there are so many demands that I forget to set myself up for success. And that includes having an intention of the day and also reflecting on the day. When I was first, I used to, when I was in corporate America in full speed, it would, my days would just get away from me. I had small kids. So wake up first thing in the morning, get the kids ready, head off to my corporate job, hope and pray that people would notice the good work that I was doing, but knowing that sometimes they would and sometimes they would not. And then coming home at night, making dinner, running, 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 right? And at the time I was, I was building a great network of friends, a network of people, but also what I didn't know at the time is I was building experiences that I could draw from now in my coaching business. But at the time, I was starting to, I've also been a writer for a very, very long time. And I set up several years ago, a website. And I 
worked really hard. I didn't have resources to outsource it. So I created it myself and it was a lot of work. And at the time it required some coding to get things to work and be able to be able to click on something and have it go somewhere else. And I remember when my husband came home, I I told him, I said, oh my gosh, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Look at what I did. And I was showing him all the clicks and all the movements. And I was so excited and so proud of myself. And he stepped back and he said, the website is awesome. But what is even better is that you rarely take time to recognize what you've done and be proud of yourself. Let's spend some time in this space. And that was so powerful to me because he was so right. I rarely stopped and allowed myself time to be proud of the work that I had done. And we had been married for years at the time, but it was such a great moment for me. And I learned the importance of reflection and saying, gosh, you know, it is important to be proud. It's really important to be proud and to to reward ourselves. You know, we are, are all have such a well-developed inner critic and we'll be doing a, another podcast on the inner critic. It deserves its own podcast in itself um, because it's such a well-defined thing. Uh, we are so quick to berate ourselves and to, to put ourselves down and to push ourselves and to tell ourselves we've not done enough and we need to do more and well, this isn't good enough and that's not good enough and all of those kind of things. But that doesn't help you to get into flow state at all. You know, the flow state only can come when you are loving and accepting and kind to yourself and that you know that you're doing the best at any given time that you can do. And that doesn't mean working flat out every day. If that means giving 10% on a day because you need more time to relax, or if that means that you have a Netflix and chill weekend every now and again, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? This constant kind of like do, do, do that we do in the West is not what, how it's supposed to be. We're not called human doings. We're called human beings. Let's allow ourselves to be more so that we can be who we truly are and who we're meant to be. I agree. Let's talk about some practices that can be put in place to help us to reach the flow state. Of course, meditation is one. Starting the day or getting yourself centered so that you can appreciate the moment that you're in. What other practices are you aware of that can help us become in that flow state? You know, I always tell clients, you know, to always do, to always think about something, a few things that have gone well in a day, okay? Because even in our most crappiest days, um, when you get into the habit of noting what's gone well, you start to realize that a lot more has gone well than we give credit for and that we can continue with that One of the ways that I have done that, and one of the things that was really important for me raising my children is dinner at the dinner table, right? So we would all sit down for a meal that was one time where we could share our experiences from the day. And 
we started doing something called favorite part of the day. And the intention behind that was to find the best thing within the day that happened. So there was no, you could not skip it. You couldn't say I, the day was terrible. You had to find something that was your favorite part of the day. So that kind of fits into that noticing the great things that happen. So that is a practice that oftentimes is helpful, particularly if you are not used to focusing on the great things that happen because you are so right. It can be, you can have 20 things happen. And the one thing that you might notice is the one thing that you consider bad, but you don't always focus on the 20 things that happened that were great. Absolutely. Look, you know, there's been so much research that's been done on the tendency of the mind, hasn't there, Kristen? And the because the survival instinct is obviously the strongest instinct for any animal as soon as it's born, that survival instinct then, you know, triggers lots of kind of negative and, and protective type of thoughts, right? Like, oh, don't do this because that's scary or that might be dangerous because of this, you know, so because it's trying to keep you alive, but it doesn't care if you're happy. So the problem is, is if you if you lean into that too much, then you have a risk averse life, but you don't really live at all because you're so scared of dying the entire time that you're not actually allowing yourself to live. And I fear that that is where a lot of people hang out, actually, that we're so scared of things not going well that we we limit the opportunity to actually live our lives. Now, Kristen, you know, I've had uh, multiple brushes with death, you know, survived a tsunami and a stage four cancer diagnosis. I mean, I would say I've been through most of the big traumas that um, a person would think that they could go through and and I'm here to tell you that you know I was able to handle all of those situations right and the thing is is if you are able to handle those big life-threatening situations you know imagine what you can do if you just just allow yourself to trust that whatever's meant to be is meant to be right and for me those two huge challenges in my life were actually the biggest blessings in my life as well and it's also part of the reason and part of why I'm able to be like I am now because of those big things because I always go back to well you survived a tsunami didn't you you survived the largest living disaster of our lifetime natural disaster of our lifetime and you survived a stage four cancer diagnosis in your 30s so you know you've got this little problem that's coming up over here you know just breathe through it you know trust in yourself is the big biggest one right trust in your ability in our own innate ability to rise to every occasion that we may have to face and to rise to that challenge and to use that challenge remember life is happening for us not to us what is the gift what is the opportunity that you can grow with these challenges and that is another way of staying in flow state when you are able to really think of every challenge as an opportunity. Okay, what do I need to learn here? What, what, do, what can I grow from in this? How can I improve? All of those kind of things. This all helps to stay in flow. Now, being in flow doesn't mean to say that you're happy as Larry all the time. It's also about acknowledging the days that you're having a little bit of a dip and everything and just becoming aware of that, but not 
getting stressed about that, just observing all of that. This is, again, it's all about being the witness to all of our emotions in meditation, for example. Just observe you know, uh, you know, we're women of a certain age, right? And so, you know, we, we, you know, I'm, I certainly have some, uh, you know, some uh, hormonal and menopausal kind of like issues, especially with some of the medication I'm on. And the last couple of weeks, I noticed that, you know, uh, some of that anxiety was a lot higher than it would be normally. And but at the very same time that I just said, okay, I know what this is. I accept that this is you know, it just happens at various times and just got on. It, it didn't affect my mind and it didn't affect my emotions, but I could feel it in my body. I just was like, okay, well, it pass. It will pass. And it did. As soon as I started to accept it rather than changing it. So being in flow isn't necessarily being, you know, uh, you know, super happy all the time. It's just being accepting of life as it is and not trying to control it and trusting yourself and trusting that whatever lesson is being thrown your way, you've either asked for it or your soul has asked for it or, you know, it's there as a a service to you. What are some tips and tricks of yours, Kristen, that you use? Well, there are a lot of, and you're so right in the area of focus that we look at. And I also remind myself that, most of the, well, things will always work out for you. And when we think about our past experiences, we things have worked out and we have survived all of them. And drawing from that strength of the things that you have survived is helpful. And knowing that things will work out the way they are supposed to is also helpful. And the other tip that I have that is, it has been incredible incredibly powerful for me is practicing gratitude. And I have a practice that I do every single night before I go to sleep. And I imagine, and there is a story for another podcast of how I got here, but I imagine walking to this grove of trees. It is a very specific grove of trees and imagining the blades of grass between my bare toes and the coolness of each blade And once I get to this grove of trees, there is a bench that I sit on. And once I am sitting on that bench, I remind myself of all of the things that I have to be grateful for. And it always starts with my family, my husband, my children, the fact that I have a home to live in. And then I proceed to practice gratitude for every other great moment that I had for that day. And I end the day in this place of gratitude. And once I do that, I'm able to sleep. And all of the things that maybe didn't quite go right are passed through me and I will deal with them tomorrow or another day. But that practice of gratitude tends to ground me and remind me that things are going to be okay. I always have things to be thankful for. Yeah, gratitude is one of my one of my ones as well, Kristen. And and you know, there's a lot of research that's been done on these types of things. You know, gratitude journaling and that uh, activates some of the reward centers in the brain as well. And let's just talk about neuroplasticity for a moment here. Okay, now we know that the tendency of the mind is to be overwhelmingly negative in content, which is why it's so important for us 
you know, scientifically, we need to say uh, positive things to ourselves three times more than we do negative because that negative voice is so strong. So it's, you know, I know we're coaches. And so some of our listeners may be thinking, yeah, but you're coaches, you know, you are like that, you know, all, all coaches are like that. Let me just tell you, 10 years ago, I was a depressed and anxious, you know, C-suite executive, you know, and I had spent a lot of my life being overly stressed and anxious and all of those things. I was, I had suffered from depression, you know, so I want people to know that, just because you can't see through to this place just now, trust that you will get there, okay? There are certain things that do help along the way, like positive self-talk, for example. Again, that's working on what I like to call the software programming of uh, of ourselves, right, as opposed to the operating system, which is what I would consider where meditation and mindfulness is working. But gratitude journaling, um, positive self-talk, what's gone well in the day, these are all easy-to-use tools and techniques that take just minutes of your day really to focus on and to keep refocusing your attention on what's gone well, what you've got in your life rather than what you don't have. Because so many people tend to compare and when they compare, they compare up. They never compare down. They never compare themselves to a homeless person in Africa or Asia. They'll always compare themselves to, you know, the person, the, the, the senior consultant at the hospital that's got two homes, uh, separate homes, one in Switzerland, one in London, one in um, the Cotswolds uh, and one somewhere else, rather than focusing in on where you are in your journey and what's going on for you and staying in your own uh, flow state. Yes, and that is a good note to close on. Even though we have so many things that we are going through, comparing is unhealthy because if things had changed, if you were in a different place, if you were born in a different social class, things would not be exactly where they are today. And the truth is, all of the things that you have been through, all of the lessons you have learned are there for a purpose. And you are precisely where you are meant to be with all of your experiences and all of the things you have been through. You are exactly in the right spot today. Absolutely. And of course, we're going to be doing a whole podcast on comparisonitis, as I like to call it. But let's remember the key kind of takeaways from today. Acceptance is key. Feeling grateful, positive self-talk, remembering what's gone well in the day. But accepting where you are, even if that's not in flow state just yet, and surrendering without trying to control the outcomes all the time is how you can allow yourself to get into that flow state. And don't forget to ask for help, people. You know, ask your guides, ask, you know, whoever you believe in, whatever you believe in, just ask for what you need. And then your intention becomes clear. Very good. Well, until next time, Annie. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast and we will be working together to create flow state and great ideas and great gratefulness as we move forward. Everybody have an amazing day. Thank you, Kristen.